Was popping, was popping, was popping. Welcome, Nikki and Moose. I'm Nikki. That's Moose. What's up, Moose? What up, y'all? And welcome to episode 70. <laughs> and we're calling this the new school business model. So, of course, we're going to talk about Kanye and the uh, announcement of the new Donda 2. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, is Tom Brady... Retired, not retired, but we got a lesson from him. Hello. Um, something, a new update with the Joe Budden Network and Steve Harvey. And why did he become a judge? Just a, most, how are we feeling about this episode? It's, it's exactly the title. This is uh, you're even seeing people who have been around for a while starting to transition to the new era. It's like, OK, hold up. The. The, the dynamics of business are shifting a little bit. So let me let me upgrade with the time. So if you feel like you uh, you can use some upgrading, this is your episode. Yep. So let's get into this intro. Two kids from Queens cut from a different cloth. Now joining forces, helping you to elevate your personal brand. Yeah, I'm talking about Nikki and Moose, bringing you a never before seen perspective into the mindset, the mentality, the behaviors, the driving force, but more importantly, the stories behind the people and brands that you know and love the most. And so normally we do review of the week. However, I got a DM like, hey, mm. I'm on this platform, on this platform. So this is what we're going to do. Shout out to everybody who's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podchasers, Apple, uh, Google Podcasts, any platform. We appreciate the reviews, the ratings, the comments on social media. We appreciate you. I'm showing love today for all platforms. Okay. I felt I felt some people were feeling excluded. So we see the reviews, we see the ratings, they continue to go up. Shout out to those people who have put us on the charts. We had uh we were on the charts for what? Uh Gambia? How do you say that? You know what I'm yeah, talking about? It, yeah, yeah, I saw that Gambia. I think we were number 1 in Gambia, which is uh Right. Salute to our listeners overseas from Gambia to uh, Australia to South Africa. Like, I just, shout out to all y'all. Mm-hmm. That was that was my shout out segment, okay? I apologize. Um, and of course, shout out to our audio listeners and our viewers, whether you're watching this on YouTube, Facebook, however you're watching this. Uh, Moose, how are we feeling? Man, feeling good, Nikki. Um, super grateful. I think this was a, a interesting week. I'm so, I think... You you can recognize your growth based on the time it takes you to bounce back when you hit a storm. Mm. Right. Like I feel like, yeah, I just feel like sometimes when you're younger, you notice that your cycles used to be very long. Like you might be in a downfall for like two, three months. You're like, yeah. dang, it's just not my season. But now it's like, you know, maybe a day maybe two days. And I'm like, oh, that's growth. Yo, props to you, Moose. Like you bouncing back uh, pretty quick, man. So I'm super grateful. Just uh, happy to be able to keep my head on straight and navigate the storm no matter what's happening. Okay. I ain't mad at that. I ain't mad at that. Um, I only got one complaint. One complaint. Um, Cox Cable. Hello. Um, Y'all suck. Okay? Yeah, big time. Y'all horrible. Um... Every single week, I have a problem with you. If any of our listeners or viewers have this particular uh, service or is thinking about having this service, please don't. They're trash. Um, almost every night, my downloads and upload speeds are trash. So I've been with them for the whole time. This is one of the main reasons why I want to move. It's because mm. uh, Verizon, Verizon, hello. Work, work with me here. Come come to, I'm not going to say the address, but come to my area. <laughs> come mm-hmm. to my area and, and hook me up because I feel like I can't get anything else. There's only Cox Cable. And so let's be dramatic and move me to Florida because 
I need better. You can't, you can't continue to do this to me every week. And they're like, oh, we're going to send another technician. This is your third one. Yeah. Yeah. What are we doing? Yeah. Yeah, and if you got to connect over there, uh, help us out, please. Cause, uh, this is, this is messing with our, with our flow. Hey, I don't, I don't get it. So that, that was my, everything else is great, but my internet service is trash and I don't appreciate it and it's messing with us. So anyways, Hmm. let's get into this episode. So first and foremost from the what's popping segment, you already know uh, what time it is, okay? Uh, new Kanye West, yay album is dropping in February. Donda time. All right, uh, 2-22-22, which I feel is an amazing number to come out. But I don't know mm-hmm. if that is actually a Friday or set. I don't, I think that's his own day. Actually, let me... When is the 20... That's a Tuesday. Hey, okay. No, one, no oh, album oh. comes out. I already see oh, this is going to be delayed. with us. No, 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 no. He's, no. Trying, he's trying to compete with our release dates on Tuesday. Hold Kanye, on. Hold on. Imagine. <laughs> that would be funny. Like, oh, Nicki and Moose is coming out. Right. <laughs> we got we to gotta drop this album. Okay. But let's look at patterns. Uh, he delays everything. True. I don't know of an album. I could look it up. Shout out to our viewers. They'll probably look it up too. I don't know of an album that comes out on a Tuesday. Now, granted, he <laughs> drops whenever he wants to drop, clearly. But a uh, Tuesday is majority of albums come out Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Midnight Eastern for those who are like super new release people. Right. Mm-hmm. That's the majority. Now, granted, Kanye is not majority because when the last album dropped, it was like mad days later than a Friday. But yeah, I still don't know if it is going to come out on a Tuesday. I think that's weird. But he dropped a quick message uh, for everybody. Uh, just really just really quick. I don't have a phone until two. 22-22. My focus is taking my kids to school and finishing the album. Now, why is this relevant, Nikki and Moose? Why did you play that? That was pointless. To some, it would be pointless. To us, this means he's back on album mode, and it actually brings us back to our Facebook Live days when we talked about Kanye and how he put... 5,000 hours into a song called Power. You may know, you may not. But understanding that when you're trying to make something stand out and great, like there has to be a level of focus. Like there can't, and he has a lot of distractions happening right now that can derail him from creating a really dope album. Mm -hmm. But what we know of Kanye is that he goes to different islands. He goes to Wyoming. He like completely secludes himself from the rest of the world, brings in a team of either producers, rappers, and say, yo, We're going to finish this. We're going to drop this. We're going to figure out a certain kind of rollout. So it makes me think when it comes to like branding and and trying to figure out how we roll stuff out, like what level of focus do we have on particular Mm -hmm. projects where, okay, does this feel rushed? If if this feels rushed, we got to completely take away all distractions last donda he completely uh what was it like lived in the mercedes-benz stadium in atlanta didn't go anywhere else this man is a billionaire uh and he could live anywhere but he chose to live 
in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium to finish an album and make everybody stay there as well with a certain kind of uniform. Like there's just complete focus that I've, I haven't really seen publicly. Let's say that because I'm not saying that no one else does this, but I haven't seen publicly of that level of focus and has created multiple classics, multiple hits like Kanye West. And I'm not saying that just because I'm a fan, but I'm saying that more because it's a, it's a learning lesson of we have to look at each project, uh, each for, for on my world, each piece of content, captions, things like that. And what is your level of focus on this particular one? Yeah. 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 What's standing out to me too, Nick, is the simplicity of the rollout in terms of, you know, somebody like Kanye, you got the capacity to do the enormous marketing campaigns that he's done clearly before. Yes. But I think he's in a season where he seems to be really taking a very personable and direct approach with the audience and wanting to be very in control of his message and his narrative. So we've talked about this in many scenarios before, whether it be Will Smith and, and Jada and many others who tend to figure out what's the, the most direct approach that I can take to make sure I control the story and what people find out about me as opposed to giving it to somebody else. So I even like this, like it's a very random video, uh, but to some extent it's, you're hearing it directly from his, uh, from his mouth. What I'm interested to see though is, and similar to what you said, is he sacrificing his phone to eliminate distraction? Although it may seem like a tight deadline, can he, can he overcome like those super high standards and actually meet the deadline? Mm -hmm. That's going to be, that's going to be interesting to see. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to hold my breath, but I will listen when it does come out. <laughs> it's like I learned from the last time. Yeah. I learned from the last time. I learned from the last time. Listen, um, we, we can only hope we can only hope it comes out on time. I'm excited that the first Donda was good. Incredible. I still listen to it. Yeah, it was mm -hmm. really good. Um, I wish they would have put... I love the STEM player. Um, for those who remember uh, our past episodes of about the STEM player. I love the STEM player. Mm -hmm. I hope he comes out with more things for the Donda album. Like, just that expands his, his whole brand into now more of a tech company. Right? But... To full to feel a hundred percent sure that he is coming out on a Tuesday, I don't know, but that would be very goat status to come out on two twenty two twenty two for those people who are all into the the numbers, y'all know that's a whole big situation. But if he does come out on that, I give him props. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I listen uh extra couple of times. Yeah, me. I listen to a couple <laughs> couple of times. Uh but uh this next one, all right? Now. Depending when you hear this, Tom Brady may be retired, may not. We're not right. really sure, okay? <laughs> may We're or may not. Really really not sure about this. But regardless, what we do know is that he is not going to the Super Bowl. So, but does this take away from his goatness? No. Mm -hmm. And so, whatever direction this dude is going to make, because he's on a contract of like $50 million. What? This is crazy. There's still lessons we can learn from this whole journey. It's been in the game for 22 years. Like he was in this, he was a six round pick or something. So the question of what is greatness in, you know, to Tom Brady, we, we had to go over it. And how do we yeah. like really dissect this for like our own stuff? So let's hear about it. 
a lot of different elements that lead you to, you know, different uh, levels of, of success. And I think for me, I've always tried to be very consistent and dependable. And knowing that the team was going to get um, a certain level of performance out of me every day, not just in the games, but in practice as well, because they need to count on me and they got to trust me. Hmm. Moose, go, Bruh, go that's, that's deep on so many levels because you think about the biggest battle that we all face is overcoming the consistently inconsistent. Mm -hmm. that we, are, we are consistent. Many of us are consistent, but we're consistent at being inconsistent. Right. We're consistent at having high highs and low lows. So I think the reason why we're giving him so much props and so much credit is because you're looking at someone who has held a standard of excellence for 22 years. Mm -hmm. he, you have not really seen a decline in his game, anyone that's notable enough for you to say, oh, yeah, nah, Brady in these, this time era or this period, he wasn't all that. You're looking at someone who has held that standard for so long. But I love that his approach to it is being dependable. Like mm -hmm. there, there's an element of leadership that's tied to that too, right? It's like, I'm going to be consistent for me so that from a leadership standpoint, people who need me can count on me to be there. Not just when they need me, not just when I feel like it, but I'm, I'm always there. Like I'm always on. And that's, that's a very difficult thing. Like you can, you can look at it from a high level and, and then say, oh, well, he has to stay healthy and he has to do this. And he but just the fact that you put yourself in the mindset of every day, I'm going to put all of the craziness, all of the life challenges that might be happening around me, all of the off the field business or the personal business aside, and just show up with a level of focus that is going to allow me to do that. I, I, that's got to make you say like, okay, how do I do that? You mm -hmm. know, like how do I get to a level where I'm showing up every single day at my work for the things that I'm doing with that same level of consistency? That's uh, that's incredible. Yeah, I um I listened to this to this clip and I almost acted as a typical like okay, what's greatness, what's success and you're going to say consistency and being reliable, like that's it. Mm -hmm. And I go, no, really. Everybody says the same thing. So you can't continue to downplay just because maybe you're seeking for something else, right? right? You're looking at Tom Brady and you see the 22 years, you see the Super Bowls, you see the amount of money he continues to make, not only from like on field, but off field, right? Um, and you're like, how? There has to be more. But it, it goes back to even the stuff that I say with creating content. It's like, yo, be consistent. Be something that people can rely on your presence when they jump on social media. And that's, you know, that's how you get your level of success. So why does it, when I say that over there, why can't it just translate in anything else? But it does. If it works to become a champion, a Super Bowl uh, champion and a future Hall of Famer, if it works for Kobe, if it works for uh, Jeff Bezos and like these are different keys in when we're looking at, you know, our brand and our business, like we have to master that. We have to master the consistency. We have to master, you know, it may not be the greatest, but it is super reliable. You know, it's easy to understand. It's something that when all fails, I know I can go over here. And it's funny because I was doing some research and, of course, the video that he did about Tom Brady and how he was like, Tom Brady doesn't do anything. He just jumps in one kind of spot and then boom. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
he even explained, Tom Brady even explained in an interview talking about Aaron Rodgers, like Aaron Rodgers wouldn't mind taking and going for a run with the ball where Tom Brady doesn't even think about that. He's like, I stay in the pocket, I concentrate, I focus, and I go, right? And where some people would see it as a good throw, I'm like, man, it's like a few inches off from his right shoulder, but it made his left shoulder. And he like, that's a, that's a different kind of talk, you know, where he understands his pocket. He understands his lane and he only focuses on staying right there all the time and just mastering that particular part. So when, when I re-listened to these things and not just only from Tom, but like from all the people that we normally cover and even maybe some of our listeners is like, yo, okay, consistency. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get, oh, do you? Because you're probably still not. Mm. You feel me? Like I could even be honest with myself. I could be consistent in what I'm dope at, but just in other things that is part of the brand. I'm not right. And that's just either do I focus more on it or do I find somebody who could focus on that particular part and stay within my pocket, you know? So, yeah, the Tom Brady with the with the consistency and and being reliable is is something that shouldn't just kind of be downplayed just because it sounds so simple. 100 percent. 100 percent. Just saying. But um, transitioning to something interesting, okay? Um, We've covered the Joe Budden situation, Joe Budden network, uh, kind of in detail throughout, you know, throughout the year or so. I was going to say years, like we've been in this like super years, but we really haven't. We've been in like a year and a half, something like that. Yeah. Right. Um, but we've seen and covered the growth of it. We've seen the breakup and how he was still making a network. But the the funny thing is, I was going on his channel and I realized that he had a he had two female podcast. He had the Karen Civil one and he had uh the Mandy and I think her name is Bridget uh podcast as well. And I didn't see I know Karen Civil hasn't been podcasting for a while, but I didn't see the lady the other ladies for a minute, for about three months. And I'm like, yo, what happened? What's because I was expecting if anything was to go wrong. Right. If anything, it would probably happen after the Rory and, and Maul situation. Like, OK, right. that's pretty much. Um, and then there was a complaint with one of the female uh, co-hosts on this particular podcast that we're going to be talking about. And that kind of like talked about the Joe Budden network in a negative way. And then I thought, OK, this is this got to be done. Actually, they left three, like pretty much three months ago, and we found out why. So we're going to talk about it. What works for Joe does not work for two women newly into this space. And Joe doesn't like advertising dollars. And the Mm. way in which we look at CPMs and ad space and all those things, Joe's model doesn't work for maybe the newcomer. Joe's model doesn't work for someone who maybe doesn't have a built-in audience. Like, and we're not the, we're not the love and hip hop audience. We're not the R&B songstress. This is not a show that talks about sex. And so in terms of all of us going in as partners, it didn't seem to work overall as a partnership. And, and to be honest, the fact that we were able to leave with everything that we that we oh, built. Yeah. 
So this podcast was called, or it still is called, they didn't finish. Uh, see, the thing is, right? And I thought, first off, got to applaud. Let me applaud them. Let me applaud them. It's funny in this interview, uh, the the guy who was hosting it, I think it's uh, Adam, Adam 21 or something like that, but Adam. Right. He was like, yo, you did the only the only lick you you got away with everything. They're like, what are you talking about? Right. And this is this is mastery of leverage. You get on a network. You uh, leverage the audience that you didn't have. Right. You get on their particular platform, you get on their YouTube page that has uh, 918 subscribers at this moment. You create a, a, a buzz, you create great content in order to take, not take, but leverage the audience. And then you realize some things may not be adding up as far as Money-wise, when it comes to ads, you fill your contract up, you fulfill that, and then you leave with all that you have created. Your IP, your, your content is still up there. So, you know, you'll still be getting people coming in who do search for it. But yet you can now go to different brands and, and corporations in order to get those ad sense that you didn't have in this particular uh, agreement. I think that is the super blueprint for anybody mm-hmm. who gets on a network that is like, here's a brand new podcast. Yes. Let's jump on a network. You could give me eyes. You could give me exposure Mm-hmm. Great. Now, I do love that they said they notice in which I don't know if we've gone over it. Joe Budden does not do ads for his podcast. Yeah. All right. Um, which is very interesting because majority of podcasters that the way they make money from it is ads. That's one way. There's there's multiple ways. Affiliate marketing. We we talked about it in when we were breaking down the I am athlete, the seven ways of of how you can monetize a podcast, right? But there are ads placement that depending on your CPM, which can bring you a good amount of money, depending on your downloads and if Joe Budden didn't believe in ads, that means that would pretty much trickle down to the whole network. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting because I'm like, then, then what is besides the exposure? Or maybe it was only the exposure. Look, we're cool. I want to get you out there. Like, come on my network. I've been doing this for years. It, it makes sense. Right. But I like how they identified it's it's this is not long term. We love you. Everybody like met in equal grounds. Like, you know what? This isn't working, but I want you to succeed. I want you to have everything. Now, if it was shisty, Joe could have kept the IP. Joe could have kept certain things. I think this is, I think this is really dope, but mm. is is very rare at the same time. I don't know what you think. Yes, it's, it's interesting, and I definitely want to approach it from a business standpoint. But I, let me ask you this first. Mm. So, for those who are listening, and let's say they they take that approach of you take your your podcast on a network, and then you make a move and you take your IP with you. Mm-hmm. Is there a way to transfer the videos that, let's say, were updated or uploaded to the Nikki and Moose YouTube page mm-hmm. for for 
this new podcast that we brought on, mm-hmm. can that podcast take their videos off of our YouTube and take them with, with them somewhere else? Or how does that work? You could take, you could take the, the uh, videos downs if they wanted to. Absolutely. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, if, you, if they wanted to, um, it makes sense. Because, I mean, what I believe, they do get, of course, we all know, they do get YouTube money. So they mm-hmm. probably get a percentage based off the views on their YouTube, right? Because you mm-hmm. could pretty much see what each video brings in. Mm-hmm. So maybe they have an arrangement to where, hey, if you leave the network, you have two options. And this is, this is assuming, I'm not saying this is, this is what happened. You could leave it and you'll still get eyes, you'll still get exposure. Or maybe Joe was really dope and said, hey, these particular ones, I'm not adding any more, but these particular ones, you can still get a percentage from. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, because the part that stuck out to me and, and you spoke to it briefly as well was them recognizing that Joe's business model doesn't necessarily align with how they see podcasting or how they see the business world. So mm-hmm. it's like, we believe in using analytics to drive maybe exposure to our podcast, or we believe that one of the most valid revenue streams is ads. Now the company, the platform, the, even the business partners that I'm currently working with may not believe in that. And possibly for good reason. Mm-hmm. I think, I think the, the thing that we need to highlight is the discipline and the awareness to say, ah, oh, this is great, but it has a expiration date to it. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is a great opportunity, but it's not my forever ticket to success or to growth. Yep. So I'm a fan of tradition. I think tradition is a way to show that you're someone who's grounded in principle and value and you're someone of integrity. So tradition is, is great. But when tradition is outdated or the way your tradition sets you up, you become outdated as the economy or the industry around you changes. You look like you're running a broken model to some, mm-hmm. right? Again, depending on how, who you ask. So I think the credit here is to them for noticing that, that this, they, they have another level to go to, or they have something else that they're striving for. So it makes for them to make the adjustment, but definitely something that I would like people to put in their ear. And if you're listening to this and you know, you're someone who likes to stand on again, uh, character, integrity, uh, longevity, all of these things, they are great. My question to you is how are you adding principles or something in there so that your Tradition is never outdated. Mm-hmm. That's, That's something that I think we got to think about for sure. That's good. I think, well, what one thing I do hope people could also take away from this is how do you continue to have full control of your IP? Mm-hmm. That like, and I'm, I'm be honest about ours. We have full control, right? We have absolute full control. And I appreciate that. And, but looking at how other people do networks, and this is for anybody, whether it's from a podcasting standpoint, whether it's from any type of media where it's like you, you get on Netflix, you get, you do ABC network, any type of media content how much control do you have and are you willing to give it up for uh, a level of exposure or a, a percentage or amount of money like these are things that as much as we especially for content creators or anybody who may not believe they're content creators but they make content Sorry to tell you, you are a content creator, okay? (laughs) Sorry. I know, I know. You didn't think you were, but you are, right? I think we get so intrigued and caught up in, oh my God, they're interested in our content. I was doing this anyways, right? And that 
It's a lot of podcasts. I was I created a podcast anyways. You actually want me on the network and you actually have some high-end podcasts or you yourself has numbers in itself and I can get more downloads. I can get more views. I can get more people looking at my videos from a YouTube standpoint and and make more money on that way. You know, I'm just overall exposed whether from uh, an impact way or a monetization way. You get very caught up in that. Very. And you can lose sight of your ownership if you don't if you don't play it right. If you get so blinded by the stardom of a network, the stardom of maybe who's in the network, the stardom of the possibilities, the possible opportunities, not even the guaranteed opportunities, yeah. the possible opportunities of these things. Like you have to keep, this is why it's important to understand what is the goal of the overall content. What is the major goal? Because maybe the major goal wasn't to be co-signed by a network or to get a deal here that like there may be a bigger picture. And this is just part of the path. If it's part of the path. Please, whatever you could do. Try to retain like try to keep your ownership as much as you can or even within the deal at a certain point. You grab the ownership back. We've seen it and we talked about it with uh, music deals where, okay, you have the masters now, but when this deal is over, you give me back my masters. Having the same, because there's, there's so much value and importance in content and in an audience. Okay. I was going over the the old Rihanna stuff that we talked about before and how people will pay like brands and corporations will pay for your audience, for your loyal fans. No matter if it's 500 or 100,000 People will pay because they know you say something, they're probably going to convert. So the audience is important, but as well as the content is important because content is king in this yeah. day and age, period. So we, we have to stay in control of both somehow, some way. Get smart with it. Please make sure. There's some, if you are in those certain kind of deals, there's some lawyers that are involved, even though I hate legal, I fully respect the situations that they protect us from. 100%. Um, but look, shout out to, to, uh, see the thing is podcast and what they did and what they're continuing to do because, uh, yeah, this is the this is the model for anybody who's thinking about jumping on a pod uh, uh, a network of some sort or is on a network. This is like you you're opening your eyes of okay, what is the good part and what doesn't fit our needs into true growth from a monetization standpoint as well. So, shout out to them. Yeah. Now, uh, for the for the last segment, I uh, first off, Steve Harvey just had a recent birthday. I think he's like sixty five. Crazy, crazy, right? Um, but I found it very interesting. He also released like a new show about being a judge. Now. Steve Harvey stays booked and busy. One mm, of the hardest real. working 65 year olds. I know. Yeah. 
right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the reason why he started this judge show, I thought was interesting, and I wanted to get Moose's take on it. Uh, let's just let's just play the clip. Because it kind of embodies all of the gifts that God has given me over the years. I've been blessed. You know, I'm, I'm, I wanted a show that was funny. I wanted a show that uh, allowed me to use my wit, quick wit. And uh, people ask me all the time, so what made you think you could be a judge? It was, you know, Donald Trump was president. <laughs> That's kind of... <laughs> I love that. Listen. I love that. That's such a that's such a good word. It's like, yo, if if it's already been done, then why are you even having that thought, or why are you questioning yourself about what you can do? Mm -hmm. Like, is what you're trying to do has it been done before? It's 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 real. Like somebody's documented it, so I think it serves as proof in the pudding. But man, I am on a side note. I think the the evolution of his brand, and this is really why we wanted to title this episode. The way we did, it's because when you look at the ladies from the Joe Budden Network and them wanting to make the move, it's because the way that business model is running, it's no longer helping them or even in alignment with where they're trying to go. When you look at what Steve Harvey's doing, I watched a stand-up comedy from Steve Harvey, no, no lie, just last week. He's one of my favorite stand-up comedians, although his stuff is from decades ago. And I'm like, man, this dude... In the 90s, I believe, he was talking about how he's been in the industry for 20 years. Here we are in 2022, and he's still, he's still going. He's still evolving. So I wanted to hit on this because there's a, there's a big population of us, and especially when, when we think about the flight assessment, and we're definitely going to start bringing this back in a little bit more into the dialogue but those of us who are stubborn towards change, you can become outdated quick if, if you're not mindful of, yo, is, is the environment still lucrative for what I'm trying to do? Like, you don't necessarily got to change. What I appreciate about Steve Harvey is he's not trying to get on the show and pretend that he's, he's there because he's now, uh, he, he studied law. He's like, no, no, no. I did stand up comedy. I'm taking my humor, right? My ability to, to make people laugh and I'm bringing that in a new way. So I'm presenting it in a way that's almost more receptive or the audience can be more receptive to it so that I can continue to give myself opportunities to be relevant and more importantly, profitable. So I love, I love the moves. And, and again, I, I like when our, when our clips give the audience member an opportunity to think about it and ask themselves a question like, okay, can I take a skill set that I may have buried back 10 years, five years ago, and just revolutionize it, shift it up, shine it up, present it in a new way. So we've been talking about this just kind of from even like the things that I'm preparing to do. And I've attempted many different things with my message, how I present myself online and many different things. The one thing that I never attempted to do was to present myself or present my information in my native language. I speak English and those who don't live in New York may think that, well, you, you have an accent. But for the most part, I think my English is pretty clean. But it's, believe it or not, it's not my first language. So, say coffee. So, co coffee. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Coffee. No, no, no. no. You intentionally no. butchered that. No, 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 no. I did. I did. I did. That was me messing around. I'm messing around. No, no. It's, it's coffee, y'all. It's coffee. No, you know who calls me out on it? Isaiah. Isaiah's like, bro, I catch you all the time when I'm editing stuff. You butcher words all the time with your New York accent. And I'm like, really? I think I like, you know, I like to think I speak pretty normal, but no, for sure. I'm sure the New Yorker in me is deep. But, but no, just to bring it full circle, man, I'm just like, yo, you speak Arabic fluently. Mm hmm that is a part that is the like all of who you are is because of that. So as much as you might try to present the American English version of it, to some extent, it's still not who you are. Right. So I say, yo, I got something for him. I ain't even going to tell you. 
or the listeners, you know, but I ain't even going to tell you. I'm like, yo, I got something for them. I know, I know what I'm going to do. So I'm bringing back something that has been a part of me my whole life. And I'm going to attempt to present it and you and leverage it for, you know, whatever you want to call it, a, a connecting with more people, establishing more relationships, bringing on more opportunities in a new way. So I'm just saying it's the same thing that Steve did. Didn't do anything different. He's still using his ability to do stand up or be funny and, you know, make people laugh on the spot. But it's presented in, in a new way. You look at his look, his image. He's kind of changed his clothing and his style up a little bit to go along with that. So those are subtle things that brands and especially from this standpoint, personal brands and business people do to get you ready for a new season so that you can keep watching because you, I don't know about you, Nick, but I'm not interested in watching Steve Harvey stuff today. If he's still dressing in the seven X X suits, you feel me? It's like, it's like, okay, you, you're doing a judge show, but you coming on with the big suits. I don't know that that's fly, Right, right. but he's reinventing himself now, new clothing, different style. So I think those are things that we, I, I just want to tell, don't be afraid to reinvent yourself in a way that's genuine and authentic to you, but it's just more fitting for what is relevant today. I like that. I like that. I think for me, of course, I'm going to go more on the creative side and of course the leverage side where, yeah, Donald Trump, Made everything possible. <laughs> Hate it or love it. Yeah. Okay. This is not about. This is not about supporting or non-supporting uh, that man. It is about they literally made an entertainer. Mm-hmm. Take the name out. They made an entertainer into a president. Crazy. Who's to say nothing? else is impossible like everything's possible now if i wanted to do a show about uh bird watching and i make a huge uh bird house on top of a tree and i'm just like Mm. look at that and look at how they were born if i wanted to do that for some way and tie it into some type of content creation i could do that why? Yeah. Because this man was president at one time. So, from that standpoint, I like it. Two, um, I like how he, and you mentioned it earlier, just really identifying the gifts that you have and finally being able to leverage the journey that you created to be able to do whatever you want. He said in that clip, yo, these are all stuff that I had and I can now put it all in one. It's actually a real show. Like he makes people sign affidavits and whatever he rules, they actually have to go and do. But he uses what what judging shows and court shows lacked was story and entertainment and so now he's finding yo what what really brought you here like any other court may not care but what brought you here and let's have fun with this particular story why because he's a comedian why because he's a storyteller based off all the stuff that he's done and he takes that and creates his own desire yo why not why can't i be a judge I want to be a judge and let's take these gifts and, and do it. And this took, he probably could have done this a long time ago, but this took truly understanding. Okay. This is once again, this is my gift. Let me milk it out. And we're going to go talk about this on the after show. Let me milk it out in all different kind of ways that everything that I do still represents comedy yet still brings in money, still brings in an audience, still Mm -hmm. put things I could uh, pitch to a network, pitch to a higher corporation 
for sponsorships, for ads, for a deal, whatever. But are you identifying those true gifts and really having a project that you just fully show that in? Not for money or anything. It's because I can. Why not? I've done what I have to do over here. My man has done movies. My man's, my man's done stand-ups, shows, hosting. He's done all he needed to do. This is now more because he wants to. That's, yeah. that's really the goal. How can I use what I'm really dope at for what I want to do? Yeah. Because he comes from a generation of work, 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 work. That's how I make my money. All that. But now... He's at a point like, I like working and Mm -hmm. I don't have to, but I like to. And let me just create random stuff while still highlighting the best of me and what people really come to me for. And just be entertaining. I think it's genius. I think this is what continues uh, Steve Harvey to be one of the greats as far as what he does and a happy belated birthday. I mean, happy belated birthday. Uh, on that note, yo, shout out to uh, our fan base people. Okay. We announced, I think it was last week that we're on fan base and some of y'all subscribed even before we put the exclusive content out, which is really dope. Mm. And y'all been showing us love over there. So for those people who are like, what what are you talking about? Nikki and Moose, the podcast is now on Fanbase. You can find us, which is a uh, subscription-based social media. So you're going to get exclusive clips from the after show on Fanbase. You can visually see the after show, plus uh, more clips from the actual podcast that maybe you remember you don't remember and you have the option to show us love which is like tips um or continue to like it follow the journey but shout out to all our subscribers for that shout out to all our subscribers for the all access uh squad as far as apple Podcasts. it's just we love y'all you know what i mean we love y'all Pink and facts. all our uh social media followers on all the platforms, especially uh, Instagram and YouTube. Y'all, y'all killing it. Y'all killing it. But, Moose, final words. Yeah, man. Yeah, this week, um, I know that a lot of us can, of course, want to be in big positions. We might strive to want to have a lot of success. My challenge for you is getting position before you get the position, meaning become the person that embodies the qualities, the traits, the habits that's required to be in that position before you get the position. Now, ironically enough, that's how you get the position. 